Friday lunchtime lectures at the Open Data Institute. And hello everyone. Um, yeah, I wanted to um, sort of talk through um, what's been happening in Leeds, but also what's been happening across the country um, with local data. Because for me, this last nine months has probably been the hardest nine months of my working life. Um, so I thought I'd tell that story, um, explain some of the things um, that we're really excited about in, in Leeds and um, kind of where I started off in open data. Um, so for me, open data started about four years ago um, when I was working at the Health and Social Care Information Centre in Leeds. And this was um, a chart that was produced, a graph, that really made me stop and think. Um, and it was for A&E assaults. And the graph showing that there's spikes on a Friday and Saturday night, as you would expect. Um, but I'd never looked at the data before, and it was only when it was put onto a graph that it was, became fascinating. And we could start to look at things like sports-related injuries, where um, people were going into A&E on lunchtimes um, on a Saturday and Sunday um, because they'd been playing football matches during the morning, got in with a broken leg and got admitted into to A&E. And there were some, also some other things that we, we could see patterns in, like road traffic accidents happening um, in peak hour in the morning, peak hour in the evening. Um, but my favourite one was snake bites. Um, so snake bites have a beautiful graph that shows that snake bites happen in July and August, and then for the rest of the year there isn't any. And I sort of think, well, this is really cool. Like I can start to, to understand what's going on, because we've got lots of data and it's all saying the same stuff. Um, I was also really taken with this graph, um, sorry, with this map um, that was put together in the British, British Medical Journal, um, which shows a real big disparity between, um, I'm going to try and pronounce it, um, methylphenidate, so Ritalin, basically, um, treatment for um, typically kids with ADHD. And what the map showed was that in the Wirral, there was twice as much of um, this Ritalin being prescribed than over the water in Liverpool. We think, well, what is so much different from, you know, just a few miles between the two areas? Why is that so different? Um, and it makes you think, and it makes you want to dive into the data and find out more and more and more. Um, but for me, where it gets interesting is it's because I can relate to it. So when it's local and it's about my local area, I get really excited. Um, so... Ex Excited so much that I, I created my own um, app called GP Ratings, um, which, again, transformed um, masses of open data. Um, we used uh, 42 million pieces of patient feedback, um, basically put it into um, an app that created a, an Amazon-style review so that people could um, choose the best healthcare in their area based on about 20, 25 different criteria. Things like how helpful was my receptionist, um, as a cancer patient, was I seen when I should have been seen? Um, and it was great. Um, I started off charging for it at pound fifty. got really frustrated because no one downloaded it. And I was thinking, well, this could change the healthcare of your family. Why aren't you downloading it? Um, it's less than the price of a coffee. So I dropped the price to about um, 60p, I think it was. And then um, downloads went up by at least two or three um, a day, which was amazing. Um, but actually, the, the really rewarding thing that happened was people were tweeting me and saying, I've downloaded your app, we're using it, and we're getting much better healthcare now. They're getting seen when they wanted to, um, the surgeries are open more often, and, and it's giving people what they need. Um, so then I dropped the price to zero and just started giving it away because I, I kind of felt good that 
you know, change was happening because we had released this, this app. Um, and downloads went a bit crazy. Um, it was featured on Countdown, um, which was awesome. My parents were very proud. Um, and it got to number one in iTunes. Um, and that was ace. It only happened for an hour, but that still counts. You can't take that away from me. Um, but it was cool. It made me realize, like, this is the power of open data. When people can relate to it in their local area, in this instance, the 10 closest GP surgeries, they can make informed decisions. So I started to look at what data was available locally um, and was quite surprised. So this is a, a trawl that I just did on data.gov.uk um, the other day, and it shows that there's um, just over 19,000 results. Um, when you're looking at a local authority, um, the picture is very different. So in terms of having data sets that get starred, it's only about 2% comes from local authorities. And that just seemed like crazy. Like, why isn't more of this data being released? Because it's by my city. Um, so with that in mind, I, I started looking at what other international cities were doing. Um, I'm sure everybody knows Chicago. Um, it's like a real big case study that's happening. But they do do fantastic work. Um, just over 1,000 data sets released. Same in Helsinki. Um, just tipped over 1,100. Um, but what they also do is develop, uh, develop a community around the data. So it's, they've sort of seen it as it's not only good enough to release data, we need to sort of drive the market and get people involved and get people creating apps and insights and analysis and helping to change their city. Um, and then I kind of realized, oh, actually, I've been doing that sort of side, that developer engagement. Um, and we started, um, well, co-founded a group called Leeds Data Thing about 18 months ago um, with four or five other people. Um, it's a terrible name. We came up with it in a pub, and that theme sort of has carried on. Most decisions are made in the pub. We hold all our events in the pub. Um, but what it has done is it's brought the community and leads together because we have got a great big data analyst community. Um, and we just put it out on Eventbrite, and 50 people turned up in this pub, and we were like, oh, crikey, maybe people are interested in this. Um, and the group is not just about open data, it's about closed data. And we get people coming down from the universities, um, from places like Skybet, William Hill... Um, NHS England, and everyone comes together and just does a 10-minute talk and says, here's what I'm doing with data. Isn't it awesome? Um, and it works really well. And we've grown that group now in 18 months from 50 people that turn up to events to uh, 400 people in Leeds. And the events sell out in free tickets in about 48 hours. Um, so we've got this active community, just like Chicago and Helsinki. We've also got an Open Data Institute in Leeds. Um, so this opened about Christmas last year. Um, and it's brilliant. It's an amazing space. A guy called Paul Connell's running it. Um, we've hosted quite a few events there. And it's starting to become a bit of a catalyst in the city. And then I had a kind of eureka moment. Um, and I thought, well, if we've got you know, a community that are crying out for data to play with, um, we've got... Um, the Open Data Institute that's opening, what we really need is an open data platform. Um, so we came up with a concept of Leeds Data Mill um, and went with it. Um, it was called the Data Shed, but there was someone else doing a data shed in Leeds, so we changed it, um, and it was actually... I was doing the work in a mill at the time, so it became Leeds Data Mill. Um, and it, it gave us sort of the missing piece of the jigsaw, so... We've got the social with data thing. We've got the projects with the Open Data Institute. Um, and now we've got the data with the data platform. So that was the, the concept 
um, that I pitched to the city council to create Leeds as an open data city. Um, and that pitch went really well. Um, like the, the council were behind it, cabinet were really excited about it. The chief executive, Tom Reardon, um, was really into it and thought this was a good idea. And then um, a guy called Dylan Roberts said, okay, let's do this, and Mark, you're going to do it. Um, so I started in December creating this um, open data platform. Um, but that was kind of only the start of the journey. So traditionally what happens in cities is that uh, a city council gets behind it and provides lots of valuable data. Um, and Leeds City Council have been absolutely fantastic with releasing data, um, really sort of leading the way. Um, in so much as like within uh, four months of launch, we're now the biggest city council supplying data in open formats to data.gov.uk. Um, and that's, I don't want to say only because it is a significant amount, but it's about 80 data sets. But it was quite surprising that puts us at such a high level um, on data.gov.uk. Um, so that's, that's the um, traditional approach. Um, what we wanted to do is be more ambitious. Um, so I pitched this concept to um, the Open Data User Group and said, um, rather than just getting the city council data, which is a great resource, why don't we try and get data from across private sector in the city? Why don't we try and get it from third sector and all the other public sector organizations? Um, and so we've started to do that, and we've started to create this platform where developers have one place to go. Um, we've taken out the barrier of entry, cost, time, and resource for companies to have to create their own data platform, um, and everyone just throws their data into the data mill. Um, and that's becoming more and more successful as time goes on. Um, so that's, that's a good thing. Um, so yeah, we, Leeds Data Mill launched in March, um, so it's kind of a three-month period of saying, okay, let's go, and then getting something up and running. Um, and we used a CCAN approach, so we were really keen to use open source technology. Um, we've coupled that with WordPress, um, and a fantastic hosting company, AQL, that are based in Leeds, provided us with all the hosting that we need um, with, and I'm quite keen to test this, but with unlimited data sets forever. Um, so um, that's quite an ambitious challenge that he's given us. Um, so we're going to start releasing more. And he, Adam at AQL gave us that hosting for free. Um, but the overall concept with doing open source is that we create um, elements of the data mill, so bespoke widgets, um, bolt-ons to, to the CCAN, but then we reuse them often in other cities and we engage with other cities and reuse some of their source code. So it makes, well, it makes the movement a lot more efficient because we're only developing once um, and it just means that we've got more impact. Then I did a quite a foolish thing. Um, I arranged a hack day for two days after launch. Um, so my stress levels were like way up. I just wasn't sleeping. Um, and then we'd got this hack day two days later where we were using this data for the first time, using the platform for the first time. And the city council had released about um, 45 data sets that had never been seen before outside the organization. Um, but it went well, thankfully. Um, it was a different approach. So rather than it being 100% developers in the room, it was 25% developers, 25% designers, 50% enthusiasts or subject matter experts, people that just wanted to be involved. Um, and it worked. Like, it was, it was a great event. Um, we got some really interesting stuff um, out of it, including big brass meets big footfall data. Um, obviously, that's what you would create with a data set. Um, but these guys did 
an amazing job. Um, they created a, a concerto for a brass band organisation, so um, something like Salvation Army. And what they were doing was using footfall data in Leeds, um, because we've got eight sensors that just count how many times people walk past them. Um, and the City Council released that data for the last ten years for those eight sites by the hour, every hour for those ten years. So now we could tell the heartbeat of the city. And that's exactly what this team did at the Hack Day. They created this brass band concerto where the music gets very fast and complex um, when it's rush hour, um, dies back down so it's all nice and quiet and calm, peaks again at lunchtime and then at rush hour on the night. And for me, that was a really exciting thing because it's turning something that's digital into something um, that's real. And Nicholas got in touch with me the other day and said, actually, they've made real progress and the brass band is actually going to play this, um, which is crazy but crazy good. Um, some of the other things that came out of it were where people were mashing data together. So this is um, Otley, and in Otley it floods quite often. So um, Tom Forth created this map where it shows where it floods against where planning applications had been approved. And this was a really good thing because I could go back to the council and say people are starting to use the data and are accepting that you're making really good decisions because you're not approving planning applications where it floods. It's a no-brainer, but until someone puts it on a map and visualises it, people can't really connect with it um, if you're not an analyst or you're not into your spreadsheets. And then some really cool things started to happen um, as more and more people got involved and the movement started to happen in Leeds. Um, so this was a great thing that happened. Someone um, externally who's got a passion for empty homes <coughs> in Leeds um, got in touch with us and said, it's great that you've released this data, but it would be even more amazing if we could go into to, um, the council, engage with people that look after this data, make a few tweaks here and there that probably shouldn't make that much difference to the way that the data is outputted, but will save us loads of time. Um, so we've, we've brokered that relationship now, and um, Rob's going into council um, to work with them. Um, but it changes the dynamic from rather than being, well, not a faceless organisation, but something where people can email in and they can say, I'd like to come in and visit you. And City Council get out of it that they're engaging with developers, people that are using their data, and can help them make better things. Um, data enhancements as well has happened. So um, Combined Authority, which is um, transport providers in Leeds, they released 14,000 bus stops um, in the city centre. Um, sorry, in the city. Um, Ross Jones came back um, only a few minutes later and said, fantastic, you've produced that data. It's got Eastings and Northings in it. I'd much prefer long and lats, so I just ran a programme, and five minutes later, here's your data set back, and it's got two new columns for long and lats. And then Mike did a great thing. He said, brilliant, thank you. I've re-uploaded it, added your credit to the data set, and now it's available for everyone else in this enhanced format. Um, so it's really starting to get people talking together um, and getting better outcomes. We've also seen sort of analysis that's been done where people um, are just interested in a topic. So we had a uh, really good um, new shopping centre put into the city centre and um, a guy called Leeds Citizen has done some analysis to try and understand, using the footfall data, what the impact has been on the city. Has it um, increased footfall? Has it kept footfall steady? Um, but the most exciting thing that he found was that the pattern of where people were in the city had changed. So there's suddenly a big hub around Trinity Shopping Centre 
Um, but the amount of people coming into the town are pretty much the same, um, which is really interesting. And this is one of my favourites, um, Leeds Art Crawl. Um, team called Wet Jeans, she and Chris, um, have created this concept where um, a challenge was set within council to say, we want to know where all of our artwork is in the city and um, we want you to help us find that because we want to be able to maintain it. So what this team at Wet Jeans did was um, come up with a concept for a game where people take a picture of artwork, um, on, post it on Twitter with Long and Lats um, turned on, and it goes up into the Leeds Art Crawl website, and you can see all the art. But at the end of the project, what we're going to do is troll Twitter, grab that data back out, and then we have an asset um, that has been crowdsourced. So we now know where not only where all the artwork is in the city, but we also know the state of what it is because we've got a, a recent picture of it. And we can also tell what people are interested in. So is it more graffiti or is it traditional sculpture that people are excited about? And that can inform future work. Yeah, Leeds School of Data has been a, a great thing that's um, happened only this last couple of weeks. A guy called Cy Wilson in Leeds has put on the Leeds School of Data, where it's showing people how to get to grips with data for the first time, taking people real from the, really from the, the starting point and building them up and up. Um, and he's done it for a tenner, which I think is amazing. It's like £2.50 a session. So it's really inclusive. Um, anybody can turn up and have a go at it. Yeah, so now it's going to get a bit weird. Um, so from there, I set up um, a group that I call the Open Data Platform Counselling Group. Um, so I said that it was a hard nine months. Well, it's been a hard nine months. I set this up after we just launched when pressure was high. I was stressed out. And I just wanted to talk to some other people, give them a hug, and them to tell me it's all going to be okay. Um, <laughs> So we did. We've, we've started to have conversations now um, with people that are managing open data platforms from across the country. Um, so people like Manchester, uh, Bristol, um, Devon, Hampshire. Um, we're all coming together on a phone call and we're all learning from each other and we're all um, going to be sharing source code. And it's good. And we're finding out little tricks of the trade that mean that we can be more effective in our cities. Um, so, yeah, I haven't quite got the hug yet because we're just doing it on the phone, but I'm, I'm, I know it's going to happen one day. <laughs> um, but what it has also done is like, introduced me to some, um, I call it wow data, so things that I think actually that's just really cool and I could engage with that. Um, so in Leeds, we've got every planning application that's happened in the city for the last five years. Um, in Lambeth, where is food being grown? Um, Civil wedding venues in Salford is really useful. Um, where can you charge your um, electric car in Bristol? It's all cool data sets that I think, actually, that's important to me. I can relate to that. Um, rather than having just a na national picture where Leeds is just one row in a, in a data set, now I'm getting into the granular stuff that is about my city. So obviously, the, the stronger the movement that we have in any city, the more de developer engagement that we have, the stronger the movement becomes and the better outcomes we get for the city. Um, we can start to change where we live and improve it using data in, in new ways. And as more and more cities come on board, we basically create a stronger everything. Like we, we can create change in cities. We can affect people's lives at a local level um, and just make everything just that little bit better. 
So that's been kind of the last nine months. Um, and now it's changed a bit. So whereas before I was just leading on um, Datamill, my role has, has definitely changed. So it's gone from having a citywide approach where it's data, social, and projects into what I'm going to be doing um, with a new company, which is data, storytelling, and digital. Um, and the storytelling part for me is really interesting because it's about telling the stories with data so that people can engage with it and have an emotional attachment to data. If it's just in a spreadsheet, there isn't that much that you can engage with unless you create something out of it. But if we can tell the story of what's happening with data and get people interested in it, then that's a good thing. Um, so, yeah, we've created a company called Hebe Works. Um, Hebe apparently is the goddess of youth, and we're all desperately clutching onto her. Um, but it's about bringing those talents together. Um, the big thing that it's come from, um, there's a company called Hebe Media, and basically we've put our companies together to create Hebe Works. Um, but my favourite thing about it is the City Talking newspaper, um, which is here. Um, absolutely beautifully shot um, by a girl called Shanting. Um, the stories in it are kind of investigative, really go into depth, and do get people talking about the the followers that they've got are up to about 70,000. We've just done a deal with um, Yorkshire Evening Post where we go into 30,000 newspapers every month. Um, so it's bringing storytelling um, to the people. But now we're going to start plugging data into that. So when people get their newspaper once a month from Yorkshire Evening Post, it's got the data part to it um, where people can start to engage more and more. We're also enhancing um, what we've done with our Leeds dashboard and trying to make something that's even more engaging. So we've created this product that's mobile, tablet, desktop. Um, and what we've tried to do is make something really pretty that people can understand. So I want to be able to see how many planning applications have been approved in the last five years or three years. I want to see what footfall looks like. Um, it's really interesting when you do it on um, New Year's Eve. Like there's a massive, you know, usually the tail drops off on a Saturday at about two in the morning. But when you look at it on the app, like on New Year's Eve, everyone's still partying until four. Um, so it, it's kind of nice to start playing around with it and interacting with the data in a really light touch way where you don't need to be an expert. And we're starting to embark on building apps that are blending open data um, with things that are going on in your local area. So if there's a planning application on my street, really hyper-local level, I probably want to know about it, so a notification on my phone would, would do that. So we're pushing ahead with that. And of course, we're doing more um, data mills. Um, so we're continuing to do Leeds data mill, but also now um, forging ahead with York data mill, um, and a few other cities around the country um, and hopefully abroad to basically push out the technology but mean that we're sustainable as this new open data business. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of what we're doing. We're transforming the ways that cities are understood, arming people with tools to create change where they live, but most importantly, trying to drive the most value out of open data um, in the country. Thank you. You've been listening to a Friday lunchtime lecture brought to you by the Open Data Institute.